welcome to the one and only Starkville's House of L. I'm Tim, and this is episode 55 over the summer hiatus. There's only six weeks remaining until the season 7 premiere of Smallville. Sorry for any confusion this week, but Derek is still pretty sick and doesn't have much of a voice left to do a show this week, so he asked me to step in. Some shoe news is Mars Dweller, who is a shooligan and member on our forums, started a petition petitioning the people at Smallville that Derek and Houston write an episode of Smallville. There have been many many signatures on this petition so far, and hopefully we'll, there will be more signatures in the future. So thanks, Mars Dweller, for doing that, and really appreciate that your devotion to everything that is shoe that you would even consider Derek and Houston to, to write this episode. They're really, really flattered by, by this notion. And also be sure to support Derek at www.jackglover.org. He's going to be doing a walkathon with John Glover himself. All donations are accepted, so be sure to support Shu through that. And also there will be the Dragon Con as well. Derek, Houston, Graham, and Carrie and James, Carrie and James being from Good Commitment, will all be in attendance in Atlanta over Labor Day weekend. Meeting, greeting, friends and friends. Friends and fans. So if you plan to be there, shoot us an email letting us know if you'll be there. Unfortunately, pains me to say this, but Shu did not make it into the final nominations in the Parsec Awards for Best Fan and Best Audio Podcast. But Tenth Wonder and Good Commitment both are in the final ballot for several categories. So we'll be at the awards, of course, as well. So that's pretty exciting. It's sad that Shu didn't make it, but at least Tenth Wonder and Good Commitment are in the final ballot. So here's hoping that they win. Uh, starting this week, we're taking votes through email on past episode reviews you want to hear on Shoe. After this week, there's five weeks left until the seventh season premiere of Smallville, and Derek is going to do one episode of the listeners choosing from each season from now till season seven starts. That being the episode reviews. So start sending in your votes for the episode from season one you want to hear for next week's podcast. And the most voted episode will be commentated on. Followed by a request for the season two episode you want to hear and so on and so forth until the, the week for the 27th. Just send an email to mail at com with the subject line episode voting and the episode title you want to vote for in the body of the email. We're really excited about, about doing this. Because, you know, we're, we're such huge Smallville fans and we really want to re- review some episodes that, that you want to hear. Because it's all about you guys. We do want to make a pretty big announcement this week that will impact some of the episodes from here on out on, on Shoe, And I'm going to let Tucker and Graham handle that from a recording from this week's Tenth Wonder. Relatively recently, I have been getting more and more into trying to start a career in uh, film. And that means that I have to devote a lot of time to it. And it's it's not that I don't want to do other things. It's just that that requires a lot of my time. So what that means about the podcast is that I'm probably 
not going to be on there that much. I'm actually not going to be a regular cast member, if you can say that, for the Tenth Wonder anymore. But that also applies to Starkville's House of L and Tangent. And mm -hmm. if you've listened to the recent episodes, that you'll you realize that I had been there. Like I actually, I moved away from everybody down here. I live like an hour away now. Yeah. So and we're going to give you a phone call or two, definitely during next season, to see what you thought about certain things that happen. If anything huge happens, we'll definitely get your take on it. I know our listeners will appreciate that. Exactly. So for now. The best thing you can do to help support me is whenever I get my film done, go watch, <laughs> go watch it. it. We're definitely going to miss Tucker here on Shoe as well as Tenth Wonder and Tangent, but he is moving on to bigger and better things, and we'll definitely be back to visit those res those shows respectively soon. Some Smallville news that has come up at certain comic book specialty shops. The official companion for Smallville season four which is written by Krypton Sites webmaster Craig Byrne, is being delivered early to some comic book shops. So that's pretty cool, and if you have have access to get that that companion, please shoot us an email at mail at houseofelpodcast.com because we really would like to know about that because you know me myself I can't I can't speak for, for Derek, but I really loved those those first three visual, not visual guides, but official companions that that came out way back when, and I really enjoyed reading the insights on the episodes, and I I can't wait to read the one spotlighting season four. So that is really really cool. I can't wait to read that, and also to read the one coming out in November on season five, and also the one coming out next March for season six. So if you can't wait. Swing by a local comic book shop. So that will be fun. And also this past Friday, the flat, the pilot for Eric Johnson's new show, Eric Johnson, who was in season one, obviously, is Whitney Fordman for season one, an episode in season two, and an episode in season four. And his new pilot for Flash Gordon came out this week, and I just want to cover that a little bit. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people have been giving this pilot a lot of flack. You know, because I think mostly, st like, like from Smallville fans who have seen this pilot, um, it mostly stems from the fact that he was Whitney Foreman, which is, he was probably, is, sorry to offend anyone who liked Whitney, probably the most wooden character on Smallville. And I'm kind of glad he left. But um, I think he did a really good job in this pilot. I really think he found, he really found a niche with this character. I really felt... He brought it, brought it wonderfully to the screen. I, th I think the premise is good, and you know that's what I always look for when I'm watching a TV show. Is, is like not so much the acting, although th that helps to support why I would watch a show. Is for the story. I usually like to watch a show for its story, if it's a drama show that is. And I, I thought the show was the show's story really had a solid thing going, and I it will be interesting to see where the show goes, and it was really solid. I can't wait to see what else they have in store. And, you know, considering Flash Gordon was filmed in Vancouver, Canada, we will probably be seeing some familiar Smallville faces. And if you watch Supernatural, some Supernatural faces, or if you watch Battlestar Galactica, those faces too, because they're all filmed in Vancouver. But it was a really solid show. And it all, you know, some small little faces that were on there. One in particular was Jill Teed, who played Maggie Sawyer in a couple of episodes from season two to five. So 
that was good. But it was a very strong pilot. I, I mean, I don't know what else, to, what I can say about it without getting too spoilery. Some people are saying that it's a mix between Sliders and Flash Gordon because you know Flash Gordon is famous for its rocket ships, and spaceship going from planet to planet, and they use portals to other dimensions. And I think it really could have worked either way. I mean, it's still the same, the same premise, even if you had spaceships in it, which, you know, you can't always have spaceships or you, for a new show, you know, in, in its season one pilot, you really don't have enough money to, you know, do spaceship stuff. Although Star Trek did, so I don't know. <laughs> but, um, it'll be interesting to see where the show goes. I've said that 50 times now, but I'm just, I was really intrigued by the end of the pilot. By the end of you know, it took me a while to to get into the pilot as I was watching it, but once, you know, action started happening, I think it was really solid. I mean, as when the pilot ended, I was like, wow, this is cool. I want to see what they do more with these characters and what they do with the relationship between the two main characters, Flash and Dale Arden. It's a really solid pilot. It was free on iTunes for a while, but when I went to check it today to make sure it was still free on iTunes... I could not find it. I find I couldn't find anything under Flash Gordon at all. <laughs> I don't know. How, I think they're airing it again on, on on the Sci-Fi Channel, but I don't know. But if you, I think also if you still wanted to catch it, a certain Best Buys, it will be it's available for purchase. So, but this is a Smallville show, so we'll get back to Smallville now. Recently on the CW website, some interviews with Alan Miles, Al Goff, and Miles Miller and. Erica Durant and Laura Vandervoort from Comic-Con was posted, and also with some highlights of, of the con. And also, one of I believe one of our forum members posted the Comic-Con coverage, some of the Comic-Con coverage, on YouTube. So you can check that out. That was also very, very cool. But that's it for Smallville news, and if you want to know a little bit more spoilery stuff that's 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 come up the heads recently. You can stay tuned after our break for the spoilers. But let's I'd like to read some emails that we received this past week and this one's from Jake Kimbrough. Don't know where you're from, Jake, but thanks for writing in. It says, "Hey guys, I'm a big fan of the show and I have a question. I understand that you had a friend who went to the Comic-Con convention and was wondering if they ever described the Smallville season 7 trailer." I keep waiting forever and watching all these re reruns, hoping that they might finally show it. Anyways, I hope you can give a response, Jake. Well, thank you, Jake. Um, yes, Kim, our correspondent at Comic-Con, who also corresponded for Comic-Con for the 10th Wonder, didn't give us a... I think I think those, that description is available on the website at houseofellpodcast.com. You just gotta, gotta look for it. And you can find, you know, descriptions of the trailer... At various spots around the web, like right after Comic-Con, they came out. But uh, regards to watching reruns and waiting for a trailer, I think I can speak for every Smallville fan, and I think I can also speak for Derek on this, that we are, I know, I didn't get to go to Comic-Con, though that, that Saturday I totally regretted it because I really wanted, I, you know, I was talking to Derek about this, and he and I were just lamenting that we didn't get to go because like the, the sh three shows that we cover in our podcasts, you know, Smallville, Supernatural and Heroes all had panels at Comic-Con that day. 
and I really wished I could have gone, even though I was able to catch some some stuff on the internet. There was still some stuff that I didn't get to see, like the trailers. But anyway, I'm digressing. <laughs> um, yeah, we still haven't seen a trailer yet. I've been trying to catch the reruns at the end of the reruns so I can catch the trailer. But if you go to YouTube and look for the Smallville Season 6 trailer, you'll notice that it was a year ago today, today or yesterday, that the Smallville Season 6 trailer came out. So they may show it today when we're not expecting it and someone might catch it on a whim. Or they might show it during the Sunday rerun of Smallville this weekend. So, just keep your eyes open, Jake, for that trailer, and we can ho- we can hopefully expect one this week. I know we said that last week, but <laughs> we just gotta keep hoping that they'll show th- show us that trailer. But thank you for writing in. Uh, this one's from Jamal Leeper. Says he's still listening to episode fifty three, and it struck me an easy way to get Wayne on the show would be to use his training period. He could be part of a circus that stops in Metropolis. I think Zatanna's father was an escape artist he trained with in a circus under a fake name. Since he would be using an alias, it'd be an easy way to put Bruce Wayne in without breaking the rule of ba- about Batman not appearing in the show. Well, that's a, a nice loophole that you've developed there, Jamal. <laughs> a nice loophole to um, bring Bruce Wayne into the show. Very, very nicely done. But I think, I think you know, at Comic-Con, I don't know if you're aware that Alan Miles said that Bruce Wayne is not happening. They tried, I think they tried in season three to bring him in. They tried to sneak him, sneak him in using an alias like you, like you described. Because even I think, if I'm not mistaken, that they use the alias Adam Knight for Batman. Because, you know, Adam being Adam West... The original, the, one of the first portrayers, one of the early, I wouldn't say the first, one of the early portrayers of Batman um, to portray Batman. And also Knight, because of course, the Dark Knight. They tried, you know, to bring him in the show this way. But I think WB and DC Comics caught him. Like, ah, you're shifty, you're shifty guy, Smallville. And they said, nope, can't do it. You gotta do something else with this character now. So that's why there might have been a decline in the Adam Knight character. So. A nice loophole to bring Bruce Wayne in, but I think that I think Alan Miles have probably figured out over the past six or six and six or so years doing this show. I think they've probably tried to find every single way possible to bring Bruce Wayne on this show. I I just don't think it's happening with with the relaunch of Batman on the Dark Knight series, the Batman Dark Knight movies, and those being so successful. I really I don't see it happening. I would love to see it, to be quite honest with you, because I'm such a huge fan of of Batman. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I also have an email here from Ellis Mayer. She writes, I think it's a she. If it's not a she, please correct me. (laughs) Great podcast. Keep up the work. Great work. A couple of areas of questions slash comments. You guys are hot on getting Terrence Stamp as Jor-El. However, don't we already know that Jor-El looks just like Clark? Wouldn't it make sense if a flashback episode does occur to have Tom Welling play the part as Jor-El? A, there would be no increase in production costs by hiring a stunt actor. B, there would be an easier to gray up Tom to make him look older than to show the huge disparity in age between 
Tom, Gene Karen Stamp, and Helen Slater. C, give give Tom Welling another part to play. Always won an actor once. And second question slash comment, when Raya explained to Clark that a backdoor exists in the Phantom Zone, she's, she said Jarrell planned Clark's escape down to the baby blankets put in the spaceship. Do you think that will factor in at some point? And where the heck did Martha put them? <laughs> and number three, last one, when Green Arrow appeared for his first extended part, I assumed that the Batman door was permanently shut, i.e. that Bruce Wayne could have performed the same function as a billionaire industrialist who had gone to school with Lex, did not trust him, used his money and skills to fight crime, since Green Arrow fit the bill and worked probably better visually, since it would not make sense for there to already be a Batman. I thought the producers had threw in the Batman towel and ran with Green Arrow. What do you think? Well, Ellis, your first question. Um, yes, we are pretty uh, we at Chu are pretty adamant on getting Terrence Stamp on the show as Jarrell. And you you know you noted that don't we already know that Jarrell looks just like Clark? Well, for one thing, that was a younger Jarrell. So I think we could still have Terrence Stamp on the show, and you say the age difference. And sure, there's a huge age difference between Terrence Stamp and Helen Slater, but you know, I, I, I've seen people, you know, this is just a realistic standpoint, I've seen people, you know, in, that I've met, that the husband looks like he's 50, and the wife looks like she's 25. So it's definitely plausible, and in the Superman movie, Marlon Brando looks dirt old, but Lara looks as pretty as the Queen of England. So, so the age difference really isn't an issue. But sure, it'd be easier to gray up Tom, and you know, no increase in production costs by hiring a stunt actor, and always giving Tom another part to play because he so shines in this show with all the parts that he has played. I think I last count Tom Willing. This is off topic here. Tom Welling did play at least four parts. You have Clark. You had we have Red K Clark, Black K Clark, and actually five with Jarrell uh, and Bizarro and Jarrell. Do we think that the uh, the baby blanket will factor in at some point? I'd like to say uh, I'd like to say yes, but I it's difficult to say at this point because. You know, they've already stated very adamantly on the show that there won't be a costume. That, that, and you noted in your email that in the comic books, the blankets became the material for his ultimate costume. And they said that they won't do the costume. But, but you know, they could. And I said on my Smallville show that I did way back in the day that I always thought that Jor-El would give Clark his suit. And that maybe... Who knows? Maybe when Jonathan made a deal with Jor-El to, you know, basically bring Clark back to him. Maybe he made a deal. It's like, hey, you know what? Since you can't have Clark, you can just take his baby blankets, too. So, that that's also possible. But, um... But you, last question. Yes, they definitely um, closed the door on Batman when they put Green Arrow onto the show. I think, you know, with this Justice League thing, I think, they're, I think that's what they originally wanted to do with the character. You know... This is my thinking. I think that's what they wanted to do with the character was have, you know, Batman be the one to show up because you know in the Superman animated series, Batman uh, Bruce Wayne and Lois had a relationship, 
So I think it would have been cool if Bruce and Lois had a relationship, and that everything that was done with Green Arrow was done with Bruce Wayne. And instead of the Oliver Queen Chronicles, we would have had the Bruce Wayne Chronicles, which would have been cool. But since Batman Begins was so successful with Batman's origin story, that's pretty much not good. But but you're right, it did work better visually. I think... I I, I really see that that's what they would have done with the Bruce Wayne character. They would have made him the same as Oliver, only not with blonde hair and no Green Arrow costume, but a Batman costume. Which I think would have been cool to see Batman's costume on Smallville because we've seen these tributes to these these heroes. So, but I'm di- I'm digressing. I'm sorry, guys. This comes from John. Hey guys, I just listened to episode 54 and think it's a great idea for you guys to write an episode of Smallville. And of course, you have to make a scene and get a cameo, maybe at the coffee shop, reading a paper about the Mole Men. It could be subtle for the show, yet f- yet for your listeners, we could catch it. Well, just a suggestion if it comes true. Thank you, John. Um, yes, that would be great, as you know. I think, you know, even though Stephen DeKnight is gone, I think if that if the people at Smallville can just have people s- have Lex or Lois say Mole, if Lois says Mole next season, that would be awesome. But but I think anytime we can get the, the, the word Mole back in the show, that's always gold. All right, thank you, John. And also this comes from Cammy in the UK. All the way from the UK, that's cool. Um, says, hi, just been listening to your podcast. I couldn't help but notice you making a reference to the Dukes of Hazard in one of your last three podcasts. But doesn't Martha's email address show CNH320? at something. I think it's probably the digitalwave.com, which happens to be the registration number on the car in Dukes of Hazard. Or is it just me? You'll probably see this in the episode where this girl uses Clark, Lana, Jonathan, and Martha to kill Chloe just by emailing them some special email message. Thanks, Cammy in the UK. Well, Cammy, yes, and it was Jonathan and Martha's email, actually. But that was done on purpose, as all the Dukes of Hazard references are. And, you know, just to keep your eyes open for other Dukes of Hazard references, um, to my knowledge, you have the, the, the song playing in the Season 1 episode, Nicodemus, and also an episode in Season 5 called Exposed, starring John Schneider's co-star from the Dukes of Hazard, Tom Wopat, is littered with with Dukes of Hazard references. So, yes, so you can find those all around Smallville. All right, well, that is all that we have for you today. Thank you all for joining this week, joining us this week for episode 55 of Shoe. You can visit us at houseofelpodcast.com where you can find all the latest in Shoe and Smallville news, or check out our fan forums at forums.houseofelpodcast.com. And be sure to email in your votes for the season one episode you want Derek to review on episode 56 of Shu. As for our other shows, Shu is now part of the Starkville Media Network, which can be found at starkvillemedia.com. Other members of that network is regard, in regards to podcasts is, of course, Shu, The Tenth Wonder, The Heroes Podcast, Good Commitment, which is a sketch comedy show that is pretty dang funny that Derek is a part of. Tangent, which is also pretty dang funny, which Derek and his co-host Shane do. And 
also found on this uh, network is the Crossroads Podcast, which is what I do. <laughs> and the Crossroads Podcast being a supernatural podcast that I have recently started, so that's a shameless plug for me. And also the Undead America podcast, which Allie, who is guest out on the show a couple times, does on Buffy and Angel and Firefly and all the Whedon-esque stuff. All those podcasts can be found through this Gateway site, so check it out. Thanks for letting me sit in with y'all this week. There will be spoilers after the break. Bye, guys. Welcome to our spoiler section of Sharkville's Hasevel today. We got a lot of spoilers this week. This was just the week of the spoiler for Smallville. Um, we got new spoilers for pretty much almost every episode of Smallville this week. So, for the seasons that have been, the episodes that have been revealed. Um, the first spoiler comes from Bizarro. This is in regards to John Glover. John Glover will appear in Bizarro as Lionel, but his screen time is very limited. The preview clip, the the trailer that was shown at Comic-Con, showed Lionel at the side of a riverbank. But Lionel will return in a much more major way in the season's fifth episode, Action. Which I'm excited for because I'm such a huge Lionel fan. Ever since he was brought in in season two, I became John Glover's biggest fan. But I'm really excited to the way he's going to possibly return because, you know, when we last left Lionel, he was, you know, just chilling in, in the dam on the brink of death. So how he gets to the side of a riverbank and how he's going to return in action, whew, it's anybody's guess. Oh, I'm excited. Um, yeah. Um, also, in episode three... Fierce, it's been revealed that Lana Lang might be back before episode three. So, all of you Lana lovers out there, fear not, she will return before episode three of season seven. So, and also, spoilers for episode four, Cure. Um, you noticed that last week we we talked, I believe we said, that the casting notices have gone out for the role of Sasha Woodman, the meteor freak from season one in the episode Drone. But apparently they probably might be recasting this role. So hopefully the actress who originally played her will still want to play her. Because I think it would be really cool. But I can see how... This is this is one of those recasting things that might actually, you know, work. You know, last season, you know, we had the, the recasting note of that they were in Fallout that they were originally going to recast Raya from her original portrayer in Zod, Pascal Hutton. But thankfully that didn't go through. But this is where the recasting might fit. 
because because you know it's been five years. It's been no, six years since Chloe last saw Sasha Woodman. So, and we've got lots of information on episode five action, other than the fact that Lionel Luther will be returning from his three-episode break between Bizarro and Action. Um, there is a lot of meta-humor in this one. A lot of Smallville in-jokes that longtime Smallville fans will probably get. Including a lead actor who tells his bosses that they promised him no masks, no flights. Which is obviously a nod to the no flights, no tights rule that, that you know, <laughs> that that fans are irritated by. And also, the life of the lead actress in a Warrior Angel movie is in danger. It sounds like some some of the fans on the internet might not like her so much because her character was not supposed to be a part of the Warrior Angel comic books at that point in his career. So this is obviously a nod to the Lois Lane character. And it sounds like that the, that one of the people who attacks the lead actress is um, possibly going to be a Meteor Freak fan. Uh, that's what it sounds like from this. Um, but uh should be a very interesting episode. I'm actually really excited, because this reminds me of an episode of Supernatural. I'm talking about Supernatural and Shoe already. Um, called Hollywood Babylon, for the which had Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki, you know, investigating a movie set. So, I'm excited for this. And we also have some information on episode 706, Lara. Where um, some government agents have an aquamarine crystal in their possession. The crystal came from Kara's ship. While they are studying it, an intrigued Lex enters the lab. So, very inter- interesting episode, sounds like. Sounds like there's going to be more going on in this episode than the simple flashback. So, that's also very exciting. And also, Christian Veach from E! gave us some interesting spoilers about our our favorite girl who, who wore a... Uh, our favorite girl in Smallville. Um, says the, she, re, she says, The Smallville Season 7 premiere is still weeks away, but my inbox has been overloaded with questions regarding Lana Lang. Yes, she might have been blown to smithereens in last May's season finale, but as my crack team announced in the spoiler chat on Monday, Kristen Kruk hasn't signed on for the upcoming season, and Lana will definitely be back. So inquiring fans want to know, how in the world are the writers going to pull off that? Well, big fat spoiler alert. It's a good thing this is the spoiler section, or else we wouldn't be allowing this. Let me be the first to tell you the inside storyline scoop. Lana's salvation involves cloning. So, <laughs> cloning. Um, I don't know about this. I really don't know what to think about this right now, but, you know, who knows? This might be a good thing. Um, I don't know what to think right now because, you know, I remember thinking this time last season when it was real that Lana was going to be pregnant in season six, and I ended up liking that that plot line very much. So this cloning thing may, may actually work out. That is all we have for our spoilers for today. Thank you for once again for tuning in to Starkville's Hustleville this week. Thank you so much for... Staying, staying with us during the summer hiatus, and which is only six weeks away. 
So very exciting for all the Smallville fans. So everyone have a wonderful evening and hope to see you next week. Thank you guys. Bye.